0: So, in Acts' account of the uh, of the ascension, the disciples are most concerned about the schedule. Is this the time? uh, Mark did a great job in bringing that to life. Is this the time when you'll bring about your kingdom? Is this it now? Is is this is you're going to restore Israel? For the son of David, is this the time when, uh, when Israel is going to be mighty again and crush, crush Rome and our oppressors? Is this Is the time when you are going to straighten out all the corruption? Is this the time? Is this the time? we have been waiting for this time. You've been talking about this time. You always talked about the Kingdom of God. The Kingdom of God is here, it's there, it's hidden. So many of those things we can't understand, but, but after a while we, we were infected by them, those kinds of images in ourselves just by listening to you and going back to your words again and again. In your example, Jesus, you, you have portrayed a different way of life, a different purity of a relationship with God. And uh, we remember how you said in the upper room that uh, it is your prayer, we heard you pray to God, that, that we would be one the way that the Father and you are one. We feel one with you right now, Jesus, here on this hill. Uh, you called us here. We're your followers. We're faithful. We're in this zone. There's this theophany thing going on. Is this the time? We're ready. Now, well, just like all through Easter, there's a different kind of thing happening. A different kind of a body. A different kind of different kind of power, and now it's a different kind of schedule. Jesus seems to kind of brush it aside. It's not for you to worry about those things. The day or the hour, but rather it is your will to do the will of him who sent me. What? What? Turned him into gapers for a while as he was lifted up. But yet as they stuck together they knew that much and as they continued to pray and as they as they kind of lived from minute to minute and hour to hour maybe kind of thinking that something else imminently was going to happen and well wait a minute didn't he say to stay in Jerusalem and and wait for the coming of the spirit the counsel, the advocate, the paraclete yeah I remember that all these flood of messages taken their raw forms. It's very confusing maybe. And, but yet in, in prayer and in patience, they started to weave themselves into purpose. As things turned out, that day is yet to come when Jesus will descend the way that he ascended on that day. I believe that's going to happen. I don't know exactly how. And sometimes I muse about it and wonder about it. But it seems like there's a different schedule because of a different plan that the disciples had in mind. Not a plan of quick solutions, not a plan of might and dominance not even a plan of of charismatic power that would sweep all over the land and everyone would would see and know that uh, the Lord is God and that Jesus is the Christ not even that but rather the plan was to use what they were equipped to do In their following, in their formation. In the way that they had been with Jesus, they realized that Jesus was with them. And now now in more ways than they knew in them. So they started to do the things that Jesus would do. They started to tell the things that Jesus had told them. They started to behave and act and feel the way that Jesus behaved and acted and felt. early church historians talk about the, uh, the early disciples and uh, and said well there were three things that, that came up again and again about those early disciples in, in those weeks and months and years uh, following the ascension the time when they had to face the reality that hmm Jesus is on a different schedule because it's a different plan They were, A, constantly in trouble, suffering persecution for many of them, and, B, they were uh, absolutely fearless, often frightened, often using fear the way it should be used to be safe or protected, number three, they constantly rejoiced always in trouble, they were, found themselves in situations that, that were rubbing against the ways of the world. And that plan still seems to be in effect. I think we're still on schedule. The Acts of the Apostles, you turn page after page and, and, it, and it comes to an end with, with Paul's life fading, coming to an end. We don't know exactly how he died. But the Acts of the Sent Ones continues. And generations and turning other ones into Apostles, Sent Ones, you and me, doing as best we can to learn of him who prayed, oh, Father, that that we would be one. I pray for these followers that we would be one, as you and I, Father, are one. That's pretty tight. That tight? Yeah. And what did he say? And this is eternal life. This is life eternal. Quality of life that is filled with God's presence. Many of the psalms, Cheryl led us in the psalm about, uh, oh God of the widows and the poor, we could put in our own categories that we know, of the prisoners, of the homeless, categories of those who grieve, categories of those who suffer from the distresses of wars, families, Who have lost soldiers who have committed suicide because of the ongoing damage of war. Those who have served that struggle with post-traumatic stress syndrome. Possessed by it. Oh, God of those people. Story told about uh, a nun, an Albanian nun named Teresa who set up a, uh, a clinic in India right next to a Hindu temple. The Hindu people were upset about that. Number one, they didn't want Christians next to them. And then what they realized that was happening in this clinic, it wasn't a clinic for profit. It wasn't even even necessarily that, that well-kept, but it was a clinic that, that cared for the injured and indigent and the poor, the orphans and the widows, and uh, they were upset they had a congregational meeting, I guess Hindus have congregational meetings, and they commissioned the leaders, you go to that, that place next door and you tell them that they can't be here. So the pressure was great and the leader agreed that yeah, that was really inappropriate, that, uh, that that would be happening in their country, in their world, in their street, in their culture. So we went over there and, and uh, met Teresa, and Teresa said, well let me show you what's going on here. So he gave, she gave him a tour through the clinic that she was establishing. He saw that the sick and the dying were being cared for. He saw that the orphans were being fed and had a home. He saw that families were being reunited and kept together. And He saw Teresa and other followers of Jesus that were, were doing everything they could not praying and worshiping with their Bibles and with their hands in the air, looking up, waiting for the coming of Jesus, but, but there with their sleeves rolled up and caring for the lost and the lonely, the sick and the dying, many with pre-existing conditions. leader of the Hindu temple went back the temple they had a meeting again well, well did you tell them? did you tell them that they have to get out of here? go somewhere else that they have to be in the country and the leader said you know when we do the things that they're doing over there then I will tell them that it's time to leave but they stayed The story and the legacy and the example of Mother Teresa is legendary. She was part of the plan. She's on the schedule. It happened then. It can happen now. It was graduation time and it's commencement time. Also in the church, Jesus graduates from Easter and resurrection, graduates from the earth, but it's commencement, it's a beginning. It's a going forward, with new knowledge, with new energy, with new focus. And the pastor's on the sideline with a light stick saying, Come on, come on, keep going, keep going, keep going, going, let's not gape. We have to stay on schedule. It's Jesus' schedule. Amen. Amen. Let's sing and let's go to fellowship time. At the name of Jesus, this is a joyous song. 268. Let's stand.